going on, guys? Thanks for joining Launch Party Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Today we have Emilio Palafox. What's going on, everybody? Josh Wynn. Hey, hey. Alfred the Lion Chang. Hey there. And Mike Stavi. Our special guest today is Brad Hermes, the luxury master from Keller Williams Real Estate. Brad, thanks for joining us today. Hey, Mike. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Nice, nice. So as you know, every Launch Party podcast, we like to start it off by trying something new, something unique, something we've never tried before. So today we're trying some crazy stuff. Make sure you check it out on our Facebook page, launchpartypodcast.com. Um, the first thing I'll, I'll talk about, I, I see some duck feet. They look rather scrumptious, uh, dim sum like if, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, right next to the marinated duck feet, they look like chicken feet, but they are duck feet, kind of larger. Uh, and right next to it is bamboo, and it's uh, very soft, so you can cut it. It looks like a potato right now. We've sliced them, but uh, we got some bamboo over here. Um, on the on the next plate over is um, what I've been known to call it is the thousand-year-old egg. It's a poached duck egg. And, uh, um, and then, um, oh. By the way, the, the egg's black, and it's got, like, just rings inside of it, FYI. Um, next to the, the, the eggs are the... Looks like bacon, but it's actually spicy pig ears. So um, looks pretty tasty. Smell pretty good. Yeah, so good. Oh my gosh, Stabby's just going to town <laughs> right now without even. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm sucking them toes, baby. Man, my lab would be in heaven here with these yeah, pig ears. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what we need to do is that uh, yeah. we need, we need to actually take a picture and actually post the picture. Yeah, yeah. And we always take I the group. We always take the group picture, <clears throat> but we never actually also upload that what we. What, what we've been eating. I do on the website. Yeah, oh, oh, maybe I missed. I must have missed it. I must have missed <laughs> it. Come down, bro. Come down. Um, I think they're. All right, so I, I'm gonna go for some bamboo. No one's taking the bamboo. So much nice bamboo. Okay, the duck feet are. Just, they're kind of. I think this tough. is my problem. They're tough, man. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I think this is my problem. She is oh, oh, I don't want to eat anymore. She is, she's spreading the feet. <laughs> no. Mitchell, yeah. I ate mine. You, okay. you, oh, I did. <laughs> bamboo's really good, by the way. <laughs> Bamboo is really good. Bamboo's good. Duck feet, mm. tasty. Mm. I can't eat egg, but I'm allergic. I'm gonna get in. But on I will. Pig ear. Yeah, I'm allergic to those too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diving into the duck egg. I'm mm. so spicy. Wow. Give me some. Pig ears are good. Oh. These duck feet come from McDonald's or what? It's <laughs> like the new McRib. <laughs> yeah. That's their basically, secret. <laughs> basically, what's in it? Okay, I'm trying this. Oh my god. The thousand-year-old egg smells gnarly. Oh, <laughs> uh, Josh's face is <laughs> Did you telling a story. Hey, Josh has got like four down already. He's like, yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> That's just so mm. weird. Mm. Tastes like a water chestnut. It's not bad. Not bad. So if you guys are just listening to this for the very first time, I'll, we always try to announce this. We know we eat some stuff, but the reason behind you it is just... a little bite, that's all I meant. <laughs> getting yourselves outside your comfort zone. Hey, I'm not overcommitting. <laughs> trying new things. No, I'm just gonna eat a little bite. You don't have to finish it. Okay. It's a. Uh, Where do we put uh, it? The scraps. Just throw it on the plate. Hey, you forgot. Yeah. Um, we also have some yeah. beverages. Oh yeah, too. we tried some juices. You got a napkin? <laughs> yeah. Let me go get those. I'm good. We. uh Savvy decided to bring us some bean juice. Savvy, you a big magical bean juice kind of guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Stabby's eating the eggs right now. Jim! Hey! What's going on, man? Jim McAllister just entered the room. A former, a former Did you? guest from a Awesome, a man. We're trying podcast. some crazy stuff. Yeah. Thousand-year-old eggs. We have yeah. some pig ears, some uh, duck feet, bamboo. 
I'm eating some chocolate. <laughs> yeah. We'll save some for you, buddy. You care to indulge? Awesome, Jim. So that's Jim, our gracious host. He lets us uh, use his media room for our podcast. Super awesome friend of ours for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Work out at the Jim McAllister here. Mm-hmm. So yeah. go way back. He's a Launch Party Podcast alum, actually. But, uh, woo. You know, you brought up real quick, Brad, about the, the duck feet and, and how that's maybe the next McDonald's McRib. Did you, did you ever see that uh, that new movie that came out with McDonald's, uh, Founder? Has anybody seen that? Uh-uh. It's really good, really good. Um, kind of the story behind McDonald's. Uh, I forget who was the main actor in it, but uh, it was super good. You guys got to check it out. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We'll do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <clears throat> so, Brad, just moved over to Keller. Uh, I know your big focus is the luxury side of real estate. Um, real estate's not an easy thing to get involved with. It, it actually takes a lot, a lot of education, a lot of patience, and a lot of tolerance with being able to sit, get no said to you a lot of times. Um, Brad, what, what was the catalyst? What got you into real estate? And what were some of the things that help, helped you grow exponentially within that that type well, of business. I've been with KW for seven years now. I've just been at this office for <clears throat> since November, about four or five months. And anyway, uh, man, what got me into real estate is because there's no ceiling on your on your compensation. You can make as much as you want, uh, and that's you know it's it's the truth. I mean, you can you can really kill it. Um, I came from a ranch. In Lavaca County, got into real estate when I was 29 years old in Houston doing on-site sales, <clears throat> and uh, just progressed from there. Got licensed in 2001 because I was working at a <clears throat> custom homes sales office at Royal Oaks Country Club, and I had six builders, so I wasn't an employee anymore. I was a contractor, <laughs> so I had to had to get licensed. And anyway, it's just gone from there. Just mm. carried on with the builders. So you said at 29, that, that's when you started? Uh-huh. Wow. And what were you doing before that? Ranching. Oh, that's the right. Okay. Just yeah. I still ranch, mind. but yeah. this is my main deal. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I see some of the crazy stuff that, that you're listing and the crazy deals you do. And, you know, it, it's really cool to see. Uh, you know, we talked earlier about actually seeing somebody be successful in the industry. You know, you aspire to be that. So, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's really interesting in, in hearing the story about the transition um, so your big break was with the builder's side? Yes. And and what year was that? Well, on the luxury, it's 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually about 1998, but that's when I got, <clears throat> I was working for Lovett Homes back then. But, uh, you know, I was at Royal Oaks for three years. I <clears throat> left there and went to one of the boutiques. I was there for seven and a half years uh, and carried on with the builders. I put land deals together and you know, mature neighborhoods where they're tearing down the old houses and building new. Uh, you know, we, we sell spec homes from 800 to, you know, $4 million. Oh, wow. Five, well, 5.5. I've got one on Nip Road that's coming up mm. for, yeah, five and a half million. Wow. So crazy to think real estate like that, you know, mm-hmm. some expensive homes. But, I mean, it's really art, you know, like when you when you walk through those houses and you see all the stuff in there, <laughs> the architects, I mean, everything, it's really just, it's a piece of art in a lot of ways. Yeah. Man, it's just weird how you get deals done. I mean, <clears throat> the deal uh, on NIP, which is going to be a $5.5 million home, a, an appraiser called me. He was appraising this lot, 
for a family, for an estate. And I said, hey, he was helping, calling me to help get comps. And I said, well, why don't you get me in the deal? Nice. <laughs> i got a buyer for it, and I'll pay you 20% referral. Wow. Because he's licensed. Nice. Oh, so I got wow. the deal done. We nice. Got the lot bought for a million five fifty. Awesome. And that's yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's taking some action there, which is what we were just talking about earlier before we even started the podcast. I mean, is that some? Uh, I guess uh, a key kind of quality that you, I guess you saw in yourself from um, whether it was twenty nine or thirty nine or where you are now in terms of you know a lot of people tend to talk and plan but never really execute or maybe strategize and plan constantly but just you know getting out there putting yourself in there i mean yeah. has that been a kind of a reoccurring yeah thing for you, you just gotta think outside the box mm. i mean it's the big picture i mean how, what can it, i do to get this deal done mm-hmm. and when i told him i would pay him i would i didn't get paid on the lot but i'll get paid on the house mm-hmm. and i'll take care of him on the on the back end mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's so important, and, and that's, that's where I go back to the point where real estate is not easy because you have to know what you can do and what you can do that's within the realm of legality, like without yeah. getting in trouble, without getting other people in trouble. So it's not only being creative, but it's, it's understanding your limits mm-hmm. and then manipulating those limits and manipulating what you can and can't do to get deals done. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, <clears throat> I have a lot of respect for that because I'm learning. I'm, I'm in real estate. I'm learning the contract process and, and all of that and it's not easy you know it's, it's definitely something that does take time but it's exciting and it's it's cool to be in a new industry and learning new things and reaching out to to new uh different types of businesses and people so it's a lot of fun man but so, brad what's been the biggest deal that you've done just curious just out of curiosity say uh about five million about five million uh-huh. wow. nice yeah did a deal in uh tanglewood it was like 4.2 yeah uh i sold a french chateau in champions that was a foreclosure it was twenty-five thousand square foot oh, wow. and wow. that went for 3.5 million but it was 10 million dollars in the house wow but the owner lost five million when he got foreclosed on and the bank took a a 1.5 million dollar write-off is and that <coughs> is that the the chateau that's yeah. um a wedding, yeah. uh, a wedding venue now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think the the former owner was a doctor. Yeah, Peterson. Yeah, Dr. Peterson, yeah. surgeon, uh, plastic surgeon. Yeah. In fact, I was just talking to the auction company when I was driving over here. They did that auction with me. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, we did another one in Hedwig uh, last week. Wow. They they rent that place out for so much money for weddings. It's about forty thousand really? a week. That's insane. Weekend. Wow. wow. If you're looking yeah. So what what's the difference between like a one million dollar home and a five million dollar home? Like what are some key differences there? I mean it's just like I'm curious. Well, five million dollars it's gonna have to have some fine finishes. It's gotta be location. I mean like this house. Mm-hmm. I mean this prime location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. so, yeah it's it's just real estate, it's location. <laughs> Yeah, that proximity to, I mean, this house is insane. I mean, the backyard, how much fun have we had here? You know, working out, barbecuing, Zero swimming. Zero fun. <laughs> it's all business. It's all business. <laughs> but so in your real estate lifetime, your experience, what has been, what are the, some of the crazy things you've come across? Like the biggest issues, the funniest things? I don't know. Like, is there anything that, that's popped up or pops up in your mind? Oh, man. Uh, walking in somebody's bedroom and there's some toys out on the bed. 
You might have to stick around at that house. <laughs> I'm gonna wait till they come back. I need to talk uh, to you in person. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so funny, man. <laughs> so, so oh, I got a question. So dealing dealing with you know the obviously the higher end market, you know, I'm assuming your clients demand a lot more, especially when you're closing on houses that are in the in the millions. Yeah, I mean, you um, gotta do your do your marketing. Have your have the quality photographs. Do your uh, your videos, social media, you know, LinkedIn, work the LinkedIn. Uh, I mean, I get leads off LinkedIn just because people see I'm so active. Do you have buyers like from out of state that, you know, contact you like, hey, we're looking to either move here? Yeah, I've got a guy coming in that's uh, going to work for <clears throat> University of Texas Med Center uh, from Oklahoma. And he's coming in. He's going to buy something under a million. Mm-hmm. But we're meeting with him uh, March... 15th wow yeah. that's pretty awesome man yeah, and I've worked with several uh, athletes Jawan Howard James Posey uh, Mike Jackson and Shawnee Jackson you know she's big friends with uh, Jay-Z yeah and Beyonce wow very cool uh, Nick Van Exel oh wow that was all at the country club oh really yeah that's so cool Nick Van Exel had a 17,000 square foot house with a basement and a 45 foot, I mean, seat theater plus two lane bowling alley regulation. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just yeah. saw a movie that says, uh, it was with uh, James Franco, Why Him? I think is what it was called. And then the house was a two lane bowling alley. I've never seen that other than that. That's yeah. awesome. It's got to be awesome. <laughs> Doesn't you remind you of James Franco a little bit? I was just thinking that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I never get that. That's a thing. He dressed up. He dressed up like what is it? Twenty four oh, hours yeah, later, one, or whatever. One, one, uh, Seventy two hours. <laughs> yeah, when the guy when he gets his uh, arm cut off in the boulder. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so you you did a lot of uh, work at the Royal Oaks area. Right. Right. So what role did you play there? I was on site sales. Oh, okay. And lead guy. Wow, that was a big. That was a big. big yeah, one. that was. I won the GHBA Prism Award that year. Uh, and I turned that place around. It was, I guess, you heard of turnaround CEOs. I'm kind of a turnaround broker. Oh, nice. Because the developer had burned a lot of bridges with the the local uh, real estate agents because they were cutting them out of deals. Mm. And uh, so we got that turned around and back back on its feet. Wow. How long did that take? Uh, it took about a year. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. But I, yeah, it was it, it was great great learning experience too. So, you know, one of the things that I always ask my guest, our guests is just because I'm a big fan of uh, routines, um, you know, rituals, practices, whether it's like morning, night, or, or you know, something to do before um, a big event, right? Whether it's right. a presentation, a test, a meeting, uh, what have you. What are, I guess my first question is, do you have any? And if you do, what are some, what are some of them that you may be able to share for our audience in terms of... Uh, some good practices to get into. Okay, I'm going to hand my phone over to Mike. Hey. And I want him to tell you how, or tell us how many phone calls I made every minute. Hey. Hey. Oh, my God. Mike's looking at You make a lot of Brad's phone calls. <laughs> That's right. Oh. You're constantly on the phone. Constantly. I so this is, this, is one of the, uh, this is one of the routines. Well, one that's of the habits it. Here. Yeah, you got to make your calls, man. You have to stay busy on the phone. I love that. I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good message, too, just especially nowadays where people are just constantly with the tags or on the social media, which, of course, can be important. 
but I mean, it's it's one thing to do that, and then it's one thing to actually have a live person on the phone and actually you yeah. communicating. Oh yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like some people post it just to post it, but when you're posting it for a reason, I yeah. think it's a different thing. For sure, for sure. Yeah, you they're all I mean? important, but it's like you know, when you're in person or like you say, when you're calling somebody, how many how many calls did you see? Quite a bit, man. <laughs> well, here's like, one at four thirty. 433, 442, 443, 444, 445, 445, yeah, when did it you just came that? natural. Yeah, it's just yeah. someone. It's just something that you've always done. That's what I do when I when I'm in the car. Nice. I just I make my calls. So when you were 15 years old, you were you, you loved to call people. Way oh yeah. Then. Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I don't know what these little puff things we're eating are, but they're yeah, these so chocolate good. The, the chocolate one I think mm. tastes better. Savvy basically bought the store 99 Ranch Market here. Yeah. We forgot about these puffs. Uh, I'm trying to reach a chocolate <coughs> one. Thing. Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, make sure you try those. <laughs> Outside of real estate, Brad, what else do you do? What do you do for fun? Mm -hmm. What are you? Man, I like, I like boats. Rituals? Go to the water, go to the beach. Going to the Bahamas next week to a little uh, island called Staniel Key. Nice. And uh, there's no hotels there. We just rent houses and run a boat and... Just island hop, head to the, you know, remote sand sandbars and mm -hmm. chill. That's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> so boat, and then you said you still do ranching. Uh huh. So what what exactly is ranching? Well, I run <clears throat> a several herds of registered gray Brahmin cattle. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, we've been doing that since 1938. Is that the one with family. the big old the hump? Right. right in the back? Okay. Yeah. I just learned about them last year when I went to the rodeo, buddy yeah. Brad. I was like, whoa, what are these Brahmin? And yeah heard all about them that's it what are those cow what is that cattle used for uh <clears throat> they're very drought and insect resistant so people use them to crossbreed they'll cross cross it with a european uh, an angus or a hereford and that cross <clears throat> is what you <clears throat> those females that are born out of that cross are are put with another european bull and that's what you call a terminal herd all those calves. That's what you buy meat at the at the at the you know at the meat market. Oh wow! Wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Huh. Well, so so these are they're breeding cattle. It, you so use them strictly for made for breeding. They're, yeah, they're really not for beef. Huh. How many how many do you have currently? Two hundred. Two hundred. Wow. wow. Nice. Yeah. You ever bring them at all to the? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that business at all. But <clears throat> I just met so many people the rodeo last year that were bringing them in for various I, I brought them in yeah yeah but I don't because it's just too much I'd rather focus on on one thing and do one thing good that's mm -hmm. real estate yeah mm -hmm. I got you yeah we were part of a crew called uh, breeders greeters I think yeah is what it was and yeah yeah got to see it all there yeah I was on the ranch and wildlife committee oh, okay yeah yeah right on. yeah uh, Brad you said you had won the prism award and that was in <clears throat> 2000 2003 the Greater Houston Builders Association oh. What, so what is that award for on-site sales? Okay, I, I did like forty-two million that year. Wow, mm. that's quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dang man, that's crazy. If you look at like the numbers here in Houston, I mean, that's that'd be that's an outstanding number here. Mm. I'm proud of it. 
<laughs> Golly. What, what are some, do you, do you interact with a lot of the real estate community outside of Houston, outside of Texas? Oh, definitely. John. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mike Brody, who runs the Plano KW office or owns it, one of the owners, uh, I network with him. He sends me probably five deals a year. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, there's, <clears throat> I've become friends with several, even not with KW, Scott Karp, who's in, um, in uh, Boca Raton. He's, he's awesome. He's, he's a luxury guy. He's his assistant probably makes three hundred a year. <laughs> Jeez, that's crazy. Because I think people, you know, you see the TV shows where everybody's doing real estate, and I feel like people don't really get a real appreciation of what real estate is. It looks like you just walk around and talk on your phone and you call and hey, this is the deal, accepted, okay, and that's it. You know, but in reality, that's like, actually, that's like no, that's how it goes. No, it's nothing like that. There's so much work that goes on that people don't really see that agents do. So. They're running around between houses, all of the work you do to list, yeah. then the marketing, you know, then the networking and having to visit properties and having to contact agents. And there's some agents that it's just such a struggle with. So, mm. yeah. Spe- speaking of struggles and stuff, I mean, whether it was in your 29 going forward, you know, end of your 20s, 30s, um, I mean, did you find any kind of challenges that you had to kind of break through? I mean, that you kind of maybe came across? Not really. I mean, <clears throat> it's no. just hustle. Yeah. It's just, you, you just got to hustle. Got to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Build the hustle muscle. So, you know, something that you ask quite often, Emilio, yeah. I'm going to kind of yeah. transition that. Sorry, I'm chewing this delicious puff. <laughs> um, what are, what are, do you have rituals or do you have things that you do? Oh, wait, we, we asked them. That's why I give you your phone. Oh, you asked that already? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, you can ask him again. Maybe there's another one he's got. Well, what I'm, what I'm thinking about, not, not necessarily like being on the phone, but like when you wake up in the morning, is there, do you do everything the exact same every day? Like when you wake up, is I, it? I like, go to the car wash first thing. Every day? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, I'm on the, you know, the, yeah, the, the plan, it. man. It's, you know, yeah. unlimited washes. <laughs> the black caddy, you know, it's got to yeah. be clean. Hey, wow. I love it. Yeah, so, sorry, guys. Cleans his car before he cleans himself, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Cleans his car first thing in the morning. First PJs, thing. no shirt back on. and takes a shower. <laughs> <laughs> what about your building success? Like, in your eyes, what do you see in your bucket that made you successful? And if you're looking at, at somebody else's bucket to do business with or to work for you, what do you look for in their buckets? Being nice. Mm-hmm. You know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yeah. That's golden rule. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it really is. Because mm-hmm. there's really agents I won't, I'm not going to name names, but I wouldn't even show their listings if if it was the right deal because they're so difficult to work with. Yeah, Golly. yeah, I've, I've ran into that a little bit. <clears throat> I mean, it's true, though. I mean, like, the best service is that you care. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, if I want I want to work with somebody who cares and gives a shit about, you know, give a shit about me. Right. <laughs> especially I mean, to put in, it simply, right? I mean, you know. especially in an industry like this. I mean, this is literally the biggest purchase somebody's ever going to make mm-hmm. you know this is where they're going to spend years of their life potentially raise their children you know potentially get married and you know start a real life maybe even finish their life yeah so i mean i think that that transition process and putting them in this place making it as seamless as possible is so important but you also have to do it with that compassion mm-hmm. especially on the seller side because people can be so attached to a home 
they see value in it because maybe they've lived there for 25 years. They raised oh, they do. all their children I've there. I've seen that before, man. Right? They think it's worth a lot more because they, they remember all the memories. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they quantify their memories. Mm-hmm. It's called sentimental value. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Value, yeah. Exactly. So I, I think you have to be very delicate mm-hmm. when you're kind of separating that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So, Emilio, I, I, I briefly brought this up to you earlier when we were talking, but Emilio does a lot of the life coaching. Okay. And one thing I've talked to him about is how it might work well with real estate because, you know, a lot of what you do helps motivate, mm. get you focused, um, the neuro optimization and stuff like that. I mean, do you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit? I mean, yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so um, so I don't know if you know this, Brad. I'm a high-performance coach, and um, in addition to doing kind of life and executive coaching for my clients, I've been doing <clears throat> this year's kind of focusing on high-performance presentations and interactive workshops whether that be for corporations, universities, organizations. And um, it's really kind of structured around, you know, energy management because you need energy to do the job, right? Stress management because there's right. going to be stress. Sure. Um, real big one is going to be emotional intelligence because, I mean, we're constantly experiencing emotions, uh, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. And if you can effectively self-regulate yourself to not react and, you know, kind of stay at right. an even keel, then you're likely to be more successful. Um, Fourth and fifth ones are going to be um, like a productivity formula and system. And then last but not least, what was that other one? Resilience training. Okay. Just in order to kind of be resilient. Um, and this is more of, and without going into too detail, I mean, I guess, Savvy, were you just bringing that up? Because, I mean, that could kind of transition into real estate. So, I mean, is that? Yeah, yeah. I, because I think it could be something that's important. And, you know, the fact that Brad's here yeah, yeah. and he knows real estate inside and out, I'd love to get his opinion on. Kind oh, of, his opinion. Oh, his, OK. His, yeah, yeah. After well, you've explained yeah. it. Yeah. No, I think coaching is very important. Uh, I've got agents that one guy, a buddy of mine came in from San Antonio last week and rode with me all day because mm. he wants to see what I my business, what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go ride with him. Awesome. You know, because mm-hmm. he's. You know, San Antonio is a lot smaller town than Houston, and he's very successful. And I want to try to get some ideas from him, even though it's a different market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Freddy Degadillo out of Seattle is coming to ride with me for a day or two. Whoa, that's really cool. So, yeah, I I love coaching. So you never stop learning. Right. And I think that's what you were talking about earlier, right, Brad? You talked about um, really thinking outside the box, and I think um, there's a lot of creativity that can come from that. Like you said, you're going to look at a different industry, talk to another person, get some ideas, see how he's thinking, how she's thinking, exactly. what she's doing, right? And exactly. so kind of bring that back. Yeah, and so I guess just the way of transition, I mean, really, I think it, I mean, you know, coaching helps a lot of people. And in terms of these presentations, I mean, it really just kind of helps, whether it's the individual or the organization, like I said, that I'm going to, help them become more high-performing. And it's not just in a physical sense. It's the mental, the emotional, and the spiritual sense. And so right. um, I'm doing that. And so, yeah, of course, yeah. I, I guess, yeah, you were singing, I guess, his opinion on it. Um, so, yeah, I guess, do you see if that would be effective, I guess, in the real estate kind of market industry? And if so, how so? In coaching? Yeah, I mean, well, so not necessarily the coaching, but I guess I guess he was bringing up um, the high-performance presentations and, and interactive workshops that I'm doing. Um and I guess you were just wanting kind of his opinion on. Yeah, just kind of curious about it. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. if that fits in there. How that how that could yeah. potentially fit if it's like something that's a untested yeah. method that can can maybe create some leverage for a real estate group. Yeah. Or, you yeah, know, maybe I, I, maybe yeah. it is, maybe it isn't, but it's just interesting to kind of pick at. Well, okay, let, me yeah. let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What about the 3D Matterport? Mm-hmm. Would you consider that that type of a uh, presentation 
3D Matterport, is that what you said? Matterport. It's like it's it's where a 3D camera goes in and, and photographs the house. Mm, gotcha. Really cool. Okay. You can you can take your iPhone or your Droid, whatever you have, and hook it up to a 3D visual uh, visor mm-hmm. and turn that Matterport link on, and you can look around the house just like you're standing in it like this. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Really cool. There. And that's the bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you can do that from anywhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like the next mm-hmm. the next step. That, that virtual reality, I'm telling you. That I've seen so many applications for it here lately. Yeah. Um, over Super Bowl weekend, there's a charity that I've been uh, helping out a little bit. And what they did is, you know, they help women who have been sex trafficked. And at the Super Bowl, they had a, a display set up where you could put on their VR. And <clears> it was as if you're walking up to one of these women she would walk into this room and tell you her story. Mm. So you actually were there oh. via virtual reality to listen to their story in that wow. situation that they're in. Pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it can be, I mean, applied in many different ways. Real estate, I think, definitely on the technological side. That's one thing I love about Keller Williams Memorial is that they're pushing so hard on the tech side. Because, you know, real estate does have a little bit of a lack of a technology um, in certain areas. Mm-hmm. But KW Memorial has pushed so hard and they've presented so many great tools for the agents to use well i want to get into the videos yeah mm-hmm. i'm i'm i've got that house at 2331 north boulevard and i'm so excited to shoot a video with it that's so cool yeah so just kind of like they walk through kind of explain what's going on i want to kind of shoot a sexy video oh. hey get those toys back <laughs> no no man but but say pull up you're in your Escalade or your BMW or whatever, and yeah. and the and the camera's down low on the ground, and and they pull up in the driveway, and door opens, and a you know a high heel shoe steps out, mm-hmm. you know, kind of show the calf down here down, and mm-hmm. there's nothing little about that. Yeah, for the whole thing. yeah, there you go. <laughs> high slit. <laughs> Get to Shara right microphone real quick. <laughs> She's opening up now. Yeah. <laughs> That would be cool. That is cool. And so, like, starting from there and just kind of having yeah, and then end up in the house and maybe show uh, the lady putting her handbag on the the fine countertop with Mm -hmm. the book book match ends, you know, and Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I think that that's definitely something that that's I. It's very eye catching, and when you're listing in that realm that you're listing in i think that that's something that you have to have because yeah. it's just going to put so many more eyes on it yeah <clears throat> uh one, one weird thing i noticed recently is uh, have you all read anything about the drone restrictions now no. well i'll a drone yes so you can't do aerial footage of certain areas and post it on youtube without a commercial permit really oh, apparently really? it's like this new law that they're putting into place oh, wow. so that's kind of changing up how it's going to be used and where it's going to be advertised um, I'm not sure how strict the regulation is. I'm not sure what the penalties are. Yeah. I just remember kind of glancing over that, and I was like, oh, great, you know, uh-huh. something else to – because I, yeah. I had a drone malfunction recently, and I was doing a shot, and you have to update your drones. So I plugged it in, updated it, and it threw off the compass within the drone for some reason. Mm-hmm. So I, at first I lifted off, and it wouldn't obey, like, what I was trying to make it do, and it landed. And I was like, hmm, so let me try this again. So it lifted off, flew off on its own. And I was in Bay City, Texas, flew off into a cow pasture, into barbed wire-like territory. Oh, with, wow. What brand? Uh, this is the, the uh, 
Phantom? The Phantom. That's what I've got. The Phantom, Phantom 4. 4. Yeah, the yeah. Phantom 4. Yeah. It freaked out on me. So I made my fiance, she's tiny, climb through this barbed wire fence and go get it. <laughs> God bless you. Thank wow, you, Bob. You're the best. <laughs> She she brought it back to me, but it was funny because like the ant heels were like three foot tall. She's barely five foot. So, but yeah, God bless you, Wa. Thank you. Yeah, for there's that. a lot of there's, that's awesome. There's a lot of drone footage, right? With the yeah. Oh yeah, I use it all the time. And and that's that's a sexy video too. What what I'm trying to do with mine was I was trying to come do an aerial down and a video flying into the door and then using just pictures to kind of represent what's going on in the house and then I did an aerial flying out with the overview of the house. Yeah. And I was trying to incorporate all of that into it. And, you know, I'm in the process of listing this property. It's just a lot of work um, to get it up, getting the information and so on and so forth. But um, that was my idea behind it. And uh, yeah, that's great. I think it'll work out. Yeah. It's pretty fun. But speaking of like technology and videos, uh, Brad, what's your take on social media? Do you use it? Do you think it's effective? Oh yeah. I use it every day. Every day. Yeah. Um, what, which uh, social media platforms do you use and which one do you like? <clears throat> LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Okay. A little Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Not much Twitter, but, uh, you know, when I post real estate, I don't, I'm kind of making it exciting. You know, this is where the party is. Yeah, right. You yeah. Just don't say, here's my new listing. You know, you got to jive <laughs> it up a little bit. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. Especially nowadays, right? I mean, there's a short attention span. You got to, you got to hook them and, and keep them. Yeah. yeah. Well, Facebook's just pretty much a real estate website almost yeah. man i mean it's you crazy so how much people are using it keller williams partnered with facebook oh really yeah so what are they doing so now um i i can't say exactly i know that it's um we're using the the artificial intelligence technology that um they they know right our friends list and everything and so with that art, that AI technology, it, it'll tell you, it'll give you feedback. Hey, talk to this person. It Based on their posts, they yeah. may be interested in buying or selling soon. Exactly. So we have that technology, and the partnership's already in place, so it's working. Very I think it's going to come out maybe in like six months. See, that's awesome. And, and that's, that's the steps you have to take in industry. You have to, you have to stay up on the technology, and you, ha you have to stay focused on growing with it because – it can pass you up very quickly. That's the, the issue with t technology, even computers nowadays. You can buy it, and two months later, it's obsolete. There's something newer and bigger and badder out in the market instantly. Yeah. But, you know, today today I, I kind of showed Brad a couple of uh, something that we're working on, a uh, new script to, to search some functionalities, um, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. But, yeah. Doing a little photo shoot over here. Do you see this? What is uh -huh. that? That's his I name. See bling, I see bling bling. Blood. Wait. That's, a, that's her name, right? Yeah. Is that embroidered? <laughs> yeah. My bad over here. Yeah, get some Man. That's a nice signature. Is that, this, is that your signature? So that's sick. my signature, yeah. So like on it. his cuff, he has his signature embroidered next to his awesome watch and cuff links. It's in bright pink, too. I'm for sure. No, I'm just kidding. For sure stealing yeah. that. I need to work on my signature. Nice blue. Because I write real ugly. Yeah. All right, okay. And nowadays, people just have like a squiggly little something, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be practicing at home. Like, I'm You know, my mom used to, I, you know, now thinking about it, I completely forgot about this, but I think growing up, my mom used to always want me to practice my signature, always. And now, like, I think I got a pretty cool one, you know. And I yeah. Think, uh, and they say it kind of describes your personality. I mean, mm, there's, yeah. some, there's some, you know, science or research behind it. Oh, I'm so oh, yeah, screwed sure. then because my handwriting for my name is. You know, so compared bad. to like if someone's like, doo, 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 you know, mine's like, 
I have a little bit of it. I broke my hand kickboxing. So I have like a couple knuckles that aren't in the right place. Yeah. That's my excuse. So that's your excuse uh, for uh, thanks, mom. chicken scratch, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe I should teach myself how to do it left-handed. Uh, left hand. Mm-hmm. Just start from scratch. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I broke crazy. my ass. Uh, speaking of broken stuff, I mean, I didn't break it, but I sprained my thumb playing basketball last week in Austin, Texas. Not cool. Not fun. Yeah. I pulled my finger all the way back. <laughs> so, Emilio, on your, on your side, you have some pretty interesting stuff kind of going on in your business and you're in a new place doing your neurofeedback yeah yeah yeah, if you want to talk about that a little bit sure yeah Uh, so um you know i think a lot of people see the um the neurofeedback a lot um which is just actually a portion of my business so a lot of it is the um um the life and executive coaching and the high performance presentations um the neurofeedback um just to put it short and simple um it's a it's a real-time eeg by the way brad are you familiar with neurofeedback at all no, no, I'm not. I want to hook you up here <laughs> okay. these days. Uh, so it's it's a real time EEG. You get electrodes placed on your ears and your head. Um, you lay down in a comfortable setting. Okay. Um, you do kind of a pre baseline, which is kind of checking your brain, your electrical activity in your brain prior to the training. And then um, the training is about 33 minutes. And then there's a post baseline. So after you've done your training. You get to see how your brain looks like um, post-training. Okay, so okay. that's kind of just a bit. So what neurofeedback is, it's a uh, real-time EEG that measures the electrical activity in your brain and then gives information back to your brain as to what it's doing. <coughs> so it's literally catching your brain in the act of having this brainwave turbulence that a lot of us experience on a second-by-second basis. Um, and this translates to, you know, Lack of sleep, uh, negative thoughts, you know, you know, l- poor mood, uh, depression, anxiety, what have you. Um, and so what this is doing is kind of calming that. It's, it's giving it feedback so that the brain can rewire itself yeah. and optimize itself to perform at a higher level. So um, anyway, so yeah, no, it's going great, Savvy. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, it's going good, man. A uh, lot, of, lot of clients have been flocking by. I'm now at a new chiropractic place off 59 in Greenbrier. And... Um, been been doing good man Thanks. awesome yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to the seventh i think i have an appointment yeah we're going to be doing a little session with mike to just kind of show the exact process that i'm talking to brad about here um just the beginning to end what does it really look like i think people see me posting a bunch of stuff and they're like what the heck really is that and what does it do for me and what's the process and all that kind of stuff so we're going to do a pretty good video kind of hopefully exemplifying what exactly that is to kind of further educate um the holistic you know, uh, tool that this is. Hey, it really, I've done it once before and it was such a good experience. Like you lit, you feel so much better when you're done. Yeah. Like you just kind of come out of it and you just feel better about life. Where do you do this know? at? So, uh, I'm mobile. So I do this for, uh, and this, again, this is just, a. in addition to the, the conversations that I have, I, I have mind and body technologies like this to help my clients evolve. And I either go to their place, my place. Um, but now I'm also in a chiropractic place. It's called health pro Cairo. And it's on 59 in Greenbrier. Like right off, there's a building there. <clears throat> and uh, it's a good friend of mine, Dr. Elena. She's owned her own business there. And uh, they got a separate room for me there that I go and do the, you know, help out the clients. But um, I guess on that topic, whether it's neurofeedback, I know you just kind of heard it here for the first time, but do you, uh, do you experiment at all with whether it's new technologies, new ways of uh, sure. self-development, all sure. that kind of stuff? Yes. What are some of your favorites? Or maybe talk a little bit about that. <clears throat> well, I guess... Uh, Gosh, 
I guess health, mm-hmm. you know, eating right. Yeah. Yeah, eating right. Diet. Tough one. Uh, I like uh, anti-aging, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do, um, so speaking of anti-aging, <clears throat> have you looked at stuff that kind of, are you familiar with, so I'm big on this too because that's a part of my coaching, is, is um, do you know anything about the, mitochond- the mitochondria within the cell? No. So, so to put it simply, the mitochondria within ourselves, I mean, we're made up of trillions of cells, right? Which make us who we are today. Right. Well, the, there's, a, there's a thing called the mitochondria within the cell, and, which is basically the power plant within ourselves. And a lot of those power plants within every single cells are damaged or dead or not working effectively because of our environment, right? What we're okay. putting in our bodies, what we're surrounding ourselves with, what we're right. drinking, what we're eating, what we're smelling, what we're toxic relationships, everything. Well, so given anti-aging, there's a lot of anti-aging things that increase that. And so there's things like, like active PQQ and um, uh, there's this thing that I like on Bulletproof, I'm a Bulletproof coach, uh, called Unfair Advantage. Really? Which is amazing. So if you're interested in that, it's definitely an anti-aging thing. and It's something that enhances the mitochondria where you're on another level high performance-wise. So maybe, you know, maybe something to check out. Sure. Cool. Yeah. For sure, sling cool. some of that my way too, bro. Huh? For sure, sling that, that yeah, my way. Yeah, I mean, you know, go you to my website, get it, get it, man. Check it out. <laughs> but what are some things that you've experimented, experimented with, um, with anti-aging? Uh, just like just I, building, you know, just cloning yourself. And and yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess just it's just the nutrition piece of yeah, it, or nutrition. Yeah. Do you, do you have a relatively strict diet, or do you kind yeah, of just like, eat healthy? Just eat clean. Yeah, nothing out of a box or a bag. Mm. You know, no butter. Oh wow. Yeah, I try. I've been trying to cook more and eat clean, but then sometimes you have that moment where you're like, I'm starving. What do I eat? And yeah. it's like Jimmy John's is right there. You're like. <laughs> There's lettuce in it. It's healthy. Sound the bread. (laughs) Savvy's posts on his Instagram and his Facebook are pretty delicious, I might add. I mean, he's, uh, you're always going to, uh, well, he's, I don't know if you still do, go to Chinatown here in in Houston, right? And like really just dive into a lot of the stuff they got. I don't have to anymore. My fiance's family cooks legit Vietnamese food. So I just go to their house, (laughs) eat all their food. I don't have to pay for it. Yeah. Give me some pho. Yeah. So I get a big bowl of pho. I mean, you know, her, her mom's a sweetheart and, you know, makes great food, which, you know, I've talked about. I want to have the group over and, and have her make some fresh, <coughs> delicious food for us because mm-hmm. I, y'all have to try it. It's so good, man. Yeah. And it's clean. It's like nothing nothing crazy. It's just Yeah, simple. when are you going to have a housewarming party? I need to hang up my art and then I'll have the party. I just actually just got all my furniture upstairs delivered Sunday. So my game room, all my bedrooms are furnished upstairs now. Thank goodness. So that means we have a place to crash now. Now you have beds, yeah. couches. Hey, don't tell me, Sammy. But I just set up like a cool. <laughs> I set yeah. up a cool gaming space, and I bought these like cubes with that have nine cubes within it. Mm-hmm. So I put a TV on each cube, and in every cube, I bought a gaming system. So I have everything oh, from awesome. Atari to all the Segas, wow. Dreamcast, all the Nintendos, all the Playstations, all new? the Xboxes. Did you get that? Did you did you buy that new um, Nintendo Classic? thing they released back in no I bought, I bought an original nintendo oh you got an original yeah hey i have a i have one of those um it's called i think it's called the power pad i was cleaning out my parents house and i found it it's for oh, the really? nintendo you know I what i'm talking about i love that thing they have like the olympics <laughs> you run game on it you run on yes, it yeah because there was a three with the, the duck hunt and, and yeah. the mario oh, I remember that. yes yeah. <laughs> I actually have it, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what to do with it like i'm thinking maybe trying to acquire an old nintendo system I have one. 
How do you? No way. One. Yeah. Well, there you go. Right here. Connection made. (laughs) Yeah. I I love the original Nintendo. It's the best system ever. These systems now are just, there's too many graphics. Like, the graphics are too good. It's too real. Like, I I love It's too real. This is too real. I love the 2D. I love the 2D. I love the boing, 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 the jump. (laughs) Just the A and B button. Yes. And really squeezing that A so that you can run really quickly to press that B. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen the movie called Ecstasy of Order? No. 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 If you you ever get a moment, watch this documentary. So what it's about is the world's greatest Tetris players... Hold on, we're, we're doing a photo, right? Oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm the world's greatest <laughs> Tetris player. So what they did is they got all these Tetris players from all over the world to compete technically to crown the, the first Tetris world champion. So it's, it's all these, like, random people. Like, the guy who won the very first Nintendo <laughs> Entertainment Championship in, like, 1980-something when the movie The Wizard came out, he was there. Like, And they, they have, like, all these techniques. Like, this one guy can... For some reason, he he has like super vibration power in his right hand, so he can vibrate the D pad like to the left, and it makes him move the pieces faster. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was really interesting, and they have all these like, yeah, <laughs> they have all these like plateaus that people have never achieved in Tetris, like maxing the the score out or getting to level thirty, which is supposed to be impossible because the pieces fall so fast you can't mm. move them. Yeah, yeah. But this guy's superhuman vibrating power of his <laughs> hand allows him to. <laughs> Wow. And the, I don't know what else he uses it for, but, you know, <laughs> the super vibrating power of the right yeah. hand is Kind of like that impressive. bionic arm. <laughs> <laughs> Stabby showed me this video where, uh, you might be able to explain this a little bit better, but that's what this reminded me of. Is There's this movie with this, with this guy has this bionic arm, right? <clears throat> and, uh, oh, he's on a talk show. He, he's on a talk show, and, he, and he's, the guy's interviewing about his bionic arm, and, uh, and it's in a different language, so there's some subtitles there. But, but really, one of the main parts that I remember is, you know, he's trying to, like, press the buttons on his arms to show the different, you know, movements that it can do. Right. Okay? You know, do this, pick up this, do that, you know. Uh, but I think he pressed the wrong button. And so what happens is uh, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of show people in the room here, and then I'm going to have to figure out a way to, to describe this. But so all of a sudden the, the, the hand starts going, hitting the table, like, da, 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 So, so it's uh, – it starts slamming the table, so I guess he's pressing the wrong button. So, I mean, I think we can talk about this in the podcast. It's uh, immediately starts to go into, uh, sorry to say, but jerk, jerk mode, jack off mode. <laughs> mode. <laughs> and so immediately he he's like, oh shoot, oh shoot, oh shoot, and he's trying to turn it off, while the talk show host is kind of uh, a little bit embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Did you guys? <laughs> <laughs> so we just pulled it up. It was great. And I had to show them. I mean, without it's seeing like it. like an 80s video. Yeah, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in French. JB, for sure, let us know. But Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I might buy one of those. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so, Brad, I know we've touched on a couple of things, you know, throughout this podcast. And you've talked about the hustle. You've talked about calling people. Talked, you know, gave a lot of, I think, you know, good feedback as to kind of like what's helped you in your success um, to where you are now. Um, but just kind of like cleaning the slate, if you know, for our audience members, and they could be 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever that it is. I mean, what are, what are the top three you think that really kind of exponentially um, – or and it could be something that's either helped you or something that you realize now, especially in today's economy, that's saying, hey, look – Given today and whatever, you know, these are some top three things that I want to give back to share with some of our audience members. If, if you had to pick three, what would maybe those top three be? Um, 
Well, return your phone calls. Uh, be courteous to people. Uh, you know, <clears throat> I was raised very Southern and, you know, polite. You know, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. Mm -hmm. And uh, just, it's all about relationship building. You know, like mm -hmm. I just met you. We've got a good relationship, mm -hmm. you know, and we always will be. Mm. And it's, awesome. it's, it's all about relationship building. It's, you know, don't treat them like a, like a customer. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's, oh, I like that. You know, treat them, treat them like you're part of them. Yeah, absolutely. I love Very that. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. Sure. Yeah. We have a... So, you started off ranching, and I feel like going from ranching to where you are now, I mean, in 16 years, it's such a huge difference to go from, and, and maybe it's just what what's in my head when I think ranching, I think in... You're out there getting dirty, and you know you got your boots on, well, and the whole thing, tractors. But it was and all sales and stuff, though, too. Okay. You know, I was mm -hmm. selling cattle to uh, the Philippines. Uh, wow. Yeah, Manila. Okay. We were shipping cattle over there, and I would come to Houston to the livestock show and and meet up with these Philippine buyers. So it hasn't necessarily been the labor of it; it's been the business of no, it. So you never went from business to business. You'll never get rich breaking your back. You got to okay. use your mind. Okay. So let let the the laborers do that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. I like that. That's important. Hey. That, I mean, that's yeah, that's poignant. I mean, yeah. Speaking yeah. of the, I mean, that, and, and that's where the neurofeedback comes in. I mean, people are always like training their bodies nowadays. People go to the gym for the bodies, weight loss. Let's get big muscles. Like that's all everyone talk about. Yeah. But rarely do we change the brain or train the brain. Yeah. You know, the brain's a new frontier, and. Um, and, and we always talk about this, like, your brain can be your worst enemy at times with yeah. this fear and, like, negative self-talk, et cetera, mm -hmm. that a lot of people experience. And so it's just, I've developed, like, this quote, this, like, rule your mind before it rules you, which can very well be this case. But, um, so, I mean, that, that's um, very true. I mean, that you got to, it's, it's not breaking your back. It's using your mind for well, sure. One thing yeah. about the brain is that <clears throat> you can't, we, we don't know how to repair that yet. You know, we don't know how to, like, if you, if you blow out your knee, we can rebuild your knee. So... I feel like once your brain is kind of beyond a certain point, and maybe it's beyond that certain point of, of fixing it, so you need to strengthen it as much as you can through these types of exercises and through these types of, you know, I guess neurofeedback. You know, I, I think that that's really important. And maybe that is a new frontier. Maybe that's a new way to allow your mind to wrap itself around other things. Like we're three-dimensional beings con considering, like, how, what is four dimensions? You know, what, how do fourth-dimensional beings think? Like, how are we eventually going to evolve to think and see things mm -hmm. from a different view? Mm -hmm. You know, because it's really interesting. If you think about a two-dimensional being, you know, it can only see what's in front of it. So if there's a stack of books in front of it, and we being three-dimensional beings see that stack of books to this ant on the floor, and if we pick up that stack of books and put it on a shelf above it, that being, it just looks like it disappeared to them. Mm -hmm. we, it doesn't know All what right. happened. But we can oh, see, okay, we pick that up and put it over here. So mm -hmm. we can see that three dimension. Mm -hmm. So what's the next step? How do we get to that next step? How do we evolve into that? You know, maybe this is a, kind of that direction or thing that can help train you and build you up to where eventually, yeah, you know, we can, we can be the, the ones mm -hmm. who can look from that fourth dimension to see what else is out there. Well, I think there's been a lot of kind of talk about that. Um, and it's like this whole subconscious um, kind of talk, non-conscious um, Here's the thing. I mean, we're the only, speaking of beings, right? We're the only beings that can have a thought that can put us in depression and have a thought that makes us happy. <laughs> That's true. You know, and immediately like, okay, I'm going to make a thought. I'm going to, you know, think, and all of a sudden I'm sad, and I'm going to think, and all of a sudden I'm happy. Yeah. Um, 
we're the only beings that can do that. And and that's what we were talking about again, that, you know, rule your mind before it rules you. Because a lot of the times, I mean, here's the thing. What, one of the things I talk about my clients is the number one human impediment is that we're stuck in our heads with this, you know, constant ego-centered, I'm not good enough, I don't have enough mentality, constantly analyzing, judging, worrying in the past, in the future, and we're not present. And right. if you're up here in your head, you're not present up here. And that goes, I guess, what you were talking about, Brad, about if you're up here trying to con- constantly trying to make the deal and all this kind of stuff, then you're not going to be caring and present with your customer, really not customer, but relationship that you talked about. Right. And, um, but, you know, kind of switching back about the, the, the consciousness, um, where that fourth dimension lies is I think, you know, right now we're so conscious of what we're doing <laughs> and what we're not doing. But a lot of what happens is at a subconscious level. And a lot of people um, don't know that. We're very living very unconscious life. There's an amazing statistic. I think I might have told you this, Brett, and I don't know if you know this, Brett, is um, our brain processes 11 million bits of information per second. 11 million. Wow. Right? Well, out of that 11 million bits of information per second, there's two ways we process information, conscious mind, non-conscious mind. Guess how much the conscious mind processes out of that 11 million? Not much. Just throw a number out, guys. What, what do you guys think? One million. Million? A million? One million? What do you think? Million. Yeah. million. So the answer is 40. Just four zero. Wow. That's it. <laughs> and so what's the takeaway here? What's the powerful message, right? Is, is the power of the subconscious. And a lot of us, um, a lot of people don't necessarily take care of that. And normally that gets processed through like meditation or, or sleeping. But a lot, if you're not getting sleep, that's not getting processed out. But a lot of people are starting to access that. A lot of it lies like in the heart, intuitive technology that we have. Right. Um, and, you know, without going down the rabbit hole, because I can, um, <laughs> I think, uh, uh, you know, that, that subconscious part of us, I think, is like the fourth dimension. And so, you know, maybe another topic to describe at another time. But, you know, you brought that up. So I, I'm like, man, don't get me started it. on space in the fourth dimension. And <laughs> I'll go off. Yeah. <clears throat> By the way, he, uh, our, our guest is from Hallettsville, Texas. Alice, shout out to Hallettsville. <laughs> Where we did our Halloween special. Yeah. If anybody hasn't seen that, check it out. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hey, have you ever been there? To the jail? Yeah. Yeah. Old Lavaca County Prison? Oh, yeah. He was there in the jail cell. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, we took the first grade tour, remember? <laughs> the so, so, school, the field trip. So, yeah. so Brad, do you, do you believe in ghosts? In... Sure, why not? Spirits? <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure, why not, yeah. I'm a believer. Here, right? I believe for sure. Yeah. Turned off a flashlight in front of me. <laughs> what about aliens? What are your thoughts on extraterrestrials? Man, this galaxy's too big. It's universe. There's got to be others. Yeah, I feel the same way. And they just discovered like seven new planets. Yeah, I mean, they did. I how crazy that. is that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't click on it. I just saw the I saw the title. What's that? Did you click on it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a bunch of gnarly planets around this dwarf star, and some of them fall within the habitable zone. But then it got me thinking because. So when you look at the size of our planet, relative to the size of our planet, we have gravity, right? So what if a planet is much larger, much smaller than ours? So a much larger planet is going to have a stronger gravitational pull. So wouldn't the beings that are on that planet be like super powerful because they have to fight that larger gravity? And if we go there, we're like, hey, they're just like crunch, <laughs> like incredible hulks everywhere. But then if it's a smaller planet, maybe they're a lot weaker. You know, we can go in there and be superhumans. Right. I think yeah. we need to target the little planets, guys. Yeah. I think we need to stick to the tiny planets. Let's let's take those over. Not mess with the big, dense planets. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen the videos where, like, they zoom out? 
where they zoom out of like a person, let's say on Earth, yeah. and they zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, zoom out, where you're seeing like, you know, the stars to the galaxy, to the galaxy clusters, to yeah. whatever, whatever, right. whatever. Yeah. And it goes out like literally like 80 <laughs> times out. And you're like, what? Right. But even, even more crazy is that one of those, like maybe it's the galaxy cluster or the galaxy itself looks exactly like our eyes. Like when you look at a person's eyes, the webbing in the eye. and the way yeah. that it looks like is yeah. kind of like with the galaxy. It's in this whole kind of like you know we. That are was a universe, movie. What was know? the movie? Um, exactly what you're talking about. Um, Men in Black Two. Yeah, Men in Black. Oh the, yeah, uh, when they did it at the end. Yeah. Nice, nice. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then if you zoom out on the universe, it looks like the inside of a brain. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's another portion, right? Exactly that. It looks like the very uh, interconnections between our. Uh, neurological like pathways. What if and, we're all just you know? random thoughts in some big giant brain somewhere? <laughs> well, what if we're one of those eleven million little micro? <laughs> or that's your, all we are. Or we're just your, wiggling around through. Or your Hulk beings were one of them brains, <laughs> huh? Yeah, that's so funny, man. No, but that's cool. It, you know, kind of digressing and, and going back to what you said about treating people the way you want to be treated and and, and not treating people as clients. I, I was there's a fighter named Vandalay Silva who fought in the UFC. And he became so popular because he said something kind of similar to that, but about his fans. And what he said is, I don't have, I mean, his, uh, yeah, his, his uh, fans. He's like, I don't have fans, I have friends. Mm -hmm. So he treats everybody as if they're his friend. Mm -hmm. You right. know, and I think that's why right. he's literally one of the most popular fighters ever. Like, yeah. everybody loves him. He can't do any wrong. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really important thing. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're, we're coming up to the, the wrap-up point. Uh, Brad, I wanted to, to ask you, where, where can everybody find you? Uh, you know, website, Instagrams? BradHermage.com and uh, my cell, 713-816-3200. Nice. Yeah. Good deal. So y'all make sure y'all check out uh, his site. On your site, do you have any of your uh, listings? Yeah, I'm they're all there. Everything on there? They're all there, yeah. Okay, good deal. So y'all keep an eye out, BradHermes.com. Do you have Instagram? Yes. Brad underscore Hermes dot com. Brad underscore underscore Hermes. Make sure y'all get in there. Follow him on Instagram. Uh, anything else before we close out, guys? I'm good. Just uh, you know, grateful for you being here with us. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I want to do it again. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, definitely, this definitely. was fun for you. Uh, it's always a learning experience, and you get to hear people's stories. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good deal, guys. Well, once again, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks for joining Launch Party Podcast. We're out.